We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. fantasy football report back again a little late if you're watching us live but we're here we are ready to talk week three it was uh, maybe not the best week from a fantasy perspective for at least the two of us and probably a lot of our listeners but uh yeah otherwise how's it going yeah we're just uh taking it one day at a time while well, my entire betting day just turned on this on this brady stuff that's happening right now um yeah. oh my god you, anyway, so long story short, yeah, it's been one of those days. Um, but, you know, to bring some positivity to the show, um, a lot of rookies popped off today, man. That's right. I mean, we can we can hop right into it. One of the rookies who kind of popped off is not someone that I drafted anywhere um, because by the time he was trendy, he was too expensive. And really, I didn't think he was that good. But Damian Pierce... Rushed 20 times for 80 yards and a touchdown, catching both his targets for 21 yards. I mean, do you think Damian Pierce is for real? There's been talk the whole offseason that he was going to be the lead guy. Um, what do you make of this stat line? Are you chasing this? I'm not chasing it. I mean, people are anchored to where, where they were drafting him, right? Like, I think a lot of people are just going to use this as like a confirmation bias to where they were drafting him or, you know, overdrafting him. Uh, I think that he is the lead guy. Um, I just don't see, I just don't see much by way of upside here, right? Like this is kind of a really good, solid, like upside game, I guess, for a running back because considering how tough the position has been this season mm-hmm. and, and Rex Burkett is dust and so on and so forth. Right. And it also comes down to the fact that this team has, it's, oh my God, it's really barren at receiver. It's got, they're rolling out the corpse of Chris Moore. <laughs> if you remember him as a wide receiver three. I remember him from his days in Baltimore. Yep. Um, the, you know, Brandon Cooks didn't do much of anything today. Like Rex Burkhead was getting fed targets. Like This is not necessarily an offense I truly want to target. I don't think I want to buy Bamian Pierce at all. I mean, maybe from a prop betting perspective, you can find low lines or something. But even then, you're not like, I'm not that confident in it. Right. Um, yeah. Like, it's kind of a mixed bag, right? Like, like, like the Bears are one of the only few teams where you could truly hang in or hang around with them, to where he's going to be able to get to put up these kind of stat lines. Um, yeah, I mean, if the Jaguars didn't look so good right now while they're playing, then I would say in the AFC South, 
he'd have a lot of games where he'd be able to where they'd be able to hang around. The Colts, of course, beat the Chiefs today. The Jaguars putting up close to 40. So now I'm not so sure. Of course, it's just one game. But I mean, the other thing about this performance is that Burkhead had the five targets. Um, That's the issue. So, you know, in most game scripts, the Texans are going to be in. Burkhead is probably the guy you'd rather have on your fantasy team. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe not half people. I mean, like, I guess it depends. Like, it's so cost content, like, contingent, right? Because I don't think people are trading away peers. Like, I think they're they're right. Like, like, like I think there's like one of two two camps, right? Like, okay, so the only like caveat, I'll, I'll caveat that. There's been a bunch of QB injuries, so if there's any way for you to package Pierce plus another player and try and trade for a low end quarterback, like, I would be doing that if you if you really need the help, right? Like in in superflex or two QB leagues. Um, that's true. I doubt many. Like that's that's all I'd be doing. Yeah, this you would use this as an opportunity to try to sell Pierce. Yeah, you, I'd be trying to sell high to try and find or fit a position in need or even up tier at a at a at a spot, right? Like you're if you're if you really are looking to capitalize on the fact that he had this big game early, right? Like I'm, I mean, we've talked we've talked a little bit about this, but like. It's been a really, really, really bad run for the early run running backs. Christian McCaffrey, not good. Jonathan Taylor, not good. Um, uh, Austin Eckler, also not good. Um, today, Derrick Henry popped off. But we can we, we, just, just for those of you listening. Sorry. Dalvin Cook got hurt today. Dalvin Cook got hurt today. So. Um, yeah, like I think people are looking for some kind of a running back upside, and Pierce kind of represents running back upside, right? Because like, oh, you couldn't buy him then, maybe you can buy him now. So maybe you should go ahead and do that, like, or you could probably try and and swap him for a couple of players, right? Like a like a uh, I don't know, man, like a like another running back plus or something, right? Like, right? Like I would say, guy who I really w- was hoping would be popping off today was Traylon Burks, uh, who got one of two targets for 13 yards in the Titans' week three win over the Raiders. This was genuinely just a massive letdown spot for me and, and Burks. Mm-hmm. Like, after coming off that massive game last week, I was really hoping Burks was set to, like, really start ascending. Um, but no, we see Derrick Henry get six targets today, and he got five of those for 58 yards, right? And then Robert Woods, coming off an ACL tear, looked very spry, caught four of his nine targets for 85 yards. And so this was where it got really frustrating because I wanted Burks to be a thing so, so badly. But going back to Pierce, like like Burks plus who equals Pierce in your head? Um. Oh man. I mean, obviously that depends on the format. Uh, you know, in Dynasty, there's no way that's even close. Like you would have to give up way more than Pierce to get Burks. Um, in redraft, I don't think... I don't know if I'm if I'm it's hard to put myself in this mindset since I don't own Pierce anymore anywhere but I wouldn't be buying him I wouldn't sell Burks to get Pierce if that makes sense um yes yeah yeah I I'm talking if you're if you're rostering Pierce and who you're going to be trying to spin him for right like yeah. I, like if I could if I could I really want and we can talk about we'll talk about the Jets later but a guy who I really want to buy into is Zach Wilson uh, and and we'll, we'll get to those ideas later. But Pierce plus who equals Zach Wilson in a, in in, in a two quarterback league, right? I think that that's where it gets difficult. Um, because you really like I think maybe Pierce plus Jahan Dotson. Dotson had a quiet day, but we can talk about him later. Um, 
so I'll just remind me that when we get when we get to that part of the of the show sheet, we'll we'll, we'll bring that part up. But uh, I, the reason I'm I'm stalling is because I wanted to add. Like, there's a good question here in the chat. Seth Cloutier asks, should I trade Jared Goff, Dalvin, and Sutton for Herbert, Brees Hall, and Mike Evans? Um, I think I would do that uh, trade. Uh, you're taking on a lot of the risk there at Herbert. So assuming this is a one quarterback league, which I think it should be, I think I'd much rather have the Brees Hall, Mike Evans side. Dalvin injured his shoulder. He didn't come back. Madison's always looked good in relief. Um, and we can spin this forward as to why I want Brees is because today he rushed eight times for 39 yards, but he got six of his 11 targets for 53 yards. I mean, you know, so you're seeing this guy split the backfield with Michael Carter, but you're seeing him get a lot, and I mean a lot of targets coming through the air. The Jets want to play fast. They do want to play fast. That's why I was talking about Zach Wilson earlier. Yeah. They ran what? Like another another week where they're cresting 80 plays? Um, like, yeah, well, yeah, at least uh, at least 70. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so, so like, this is like a team that, I mean, Flacco threw the ball 52 times. Yeah. And I'm just going to do just a little bit of box score scouting here. Um, looking at the game log. Okay, so I go through 52 times today. He threw 44 last week, and he threw 59 in week one, <laughs> right? So so this is why I was saying I wanted to buy Zach Wilson because I want to buy this, like, the fact that this team is playing fast. They're just playing fast. I, I, like, I'm not so sure what to say when you're, when you're, when a 40-year-old noodle-armed quarterback is feeding, you know, the top four guys plus Tyler Conklin. <laughs> Like 10 plus targets each, right? Well, this is a team that obviously they've been in a ton of losing game scripts, right? I don't know. They beat the they beat the Browns, obviously, but they were losing most of that game too. So um, it's a team that kind of plays the way you want a, you want teams to play when they're behind. So um, and yeah. that doesn't seem like it's going to change. So I do think that this is an offense that you can that you can buy into. Um, yeah, I don't know about about Wilson, like Flacco, even though he threw 52 times, he only had 3.4 fantasy points um, because he just didn't have any touchdowns. 285 yards is fine, but with two interceptions and um, he fumbled twice, it looks like. So, you know, without the efficiency, I don't know that the quarterback play is going to be good on even on an offense that runs fast, but you can probably count on Reese Hall or Carter, Garrett Wilson, these guys getting a lot of targets. So I do think that this this offense is worth buying into. In terms of that trade, I mean, I agree. I think just to get Brees Hall, uh, to get the Brees Hall side of that trade is worth doing in a one-quarterback league. In two-quarterback, it's a little trickier. Yeah, and just to bring this full circle back to Damian Pierce, this is why, like, I'm if you if if you if if you have rostered Pierce, I wouldn't be rushing out to sell him because you do want to sell him for a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you want to sell him for a lot. So if you're if you're able to start him with confidence, by all means, please go ahead and do so, um, because you're finding a lot of teams trending towards these R- this like RBBC style, right? Um, there's a good question again here in the chat. What are your thoughts on Jamal Williams? Well, Jamal Williams is a green zone monster, right? Like Jamal Williams has essentially usurped Swift in the 20 yards and in. Like he's getting all those high value touches, and for Swift to really pay off that one, two turn, like he's, he's starting, he's going to need to start converting, unfortunately, right? Like his long runs into, into scores. Um, yeah. Swift has been, quite I mean, they're coming right? every single game this season so far. It doesn't seem yeah. like 
he's completely healthy. So there is that. But yeah, he left early today. Jamal Williams took over and just had 20 carries, 87 yards, two scores, right? Oh, he did. He did leave early. Yeah. I think he did. Well, I mean, it would explain why he had seven carries, yeah, and 31 yards. Um, I don't. I don't recall seeing. I don't recall seeing a uh, uh, any news alert pop up. So yeah. Well, in any case, yeah, he's clearly not fully healthy. Um, Jamal Williams, yeah, if he's going to be getting these goal line carries, then he has been the first two weeks, right? Yep. Yep. I mean, because because if you want to talk a little bit about, yeah, he played through a, yeah, I mean, Swift played through an ankle injury this week, so he did play. Right. Um, but I mean, that said, if he can't go next week, man, Jamal Williams is going to just reap the Seahawks' souls. <laughs> um, because the other backup who actually went off this week was Khalil Herbert. Uh, this goes back to the Houston Bears game, a game that we just cannot get enough of, apparently. Um, Khalil Herbert had 20 carries for 157 yards and two scores. He also got both of his targets for 12 yards, right? Like, so this is a guy, I mean, this is just a team that is tough, it's just very tough. I was really big on fields. Um, that's looking like a very big mistake. He has, I mean, the Bears have done him no favors. Like, I'm willing to keep the candle on for him until, like, the Bears get a real wide receiver, right? Because what's-his-name isn't one, Darnell Mooney. Like, he he had six targets. He got two of them for 23 yards. And then, like, apparently post-game, even though they won, he was, like, practicing with the jugs machine. And it's like, yeah, dude, we get it, man. Like, you have a Napoleon complex. Yeah. Like, like how, how tall is Darnell Mooney anyway? Five eleven. It's shorter than me. All right. Um, um, yeah. David Montgomery left this game early with a, yeah. a knee or ankle injury or something like that. But I think the latest I saw was that it's not serious. Not, not so, too serious. Yeah. So obviously, if Montgomery's going to miss extended time, then Herbert is probably going to be the top ad in most leagues where he's not already rostered. But um, yeah. Maybe, but, maybe anyway. Yeah, but like the guy, but just to go back to the Jets, just because they're running so many plays, uh, the guy who I really wish I could get, I had rostered more of is Garrett Wilson. He got six of his 10 targets for 60 yards and unfortunately no scores. But I mean, he's, it seems that he's like him and Elijah Moore running as a 1A, 1B, um, you know, which is in direct, you know, complete opposite to what the Bears have in Mooney, which is like a wide receiver three at best, right? Um, but, you know, so you've got Garrett Wilson, who is just a rookie who's going, and I just, I mean, we were, he was an exciting prospect, just a fantastic prospect. And it's like exciting to see him come on this early, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for and, sure. And, and I'm just optimistic that th- like there's enough juice in the Zach Wilson tank to really help that offense unlock its true potential. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot from Wilson's rookie season that makes me particularly confident in in what he's doing. But on the other hand, you know, there's not a lot. There wasn't a lot that Trevor Lawrence did today. He put up, well, that game. Oh yeah, did it just end? He put up. Yeah, two it just points. ended. He 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 he. I mean, the, the Chargers should not have been playing Justin Herbert for starters, yeah. but they just looked completely not ready to play at home. Yeah. They got completely wrecked. Um, yeah, so Isaiah he, Spiller was inactive. Right. Yeah, right. We should talk about Spiller again because he's someone that we have rostered on a lot of teams and have continued to stash. And um, third straight game, he's been inactive. 
which well i don't know that's never a good sign right yeah if you if you don't have a deep enough bench to stash guys that you don't actually expect to play then he he would be droppable at this point for sure i would say right yeah i think so i think i think the only pitch of holding him is like ffpc like 20 20 roster things uh, 20 20 uh 20 uh, 20 uh, roster spots deep, right? Like, there's the only that's the only place you could truly hold him, um, because there's no one else out there. It kind of depends on whether you need to pick up guys to start, you know? Um, like how bad is your team already? Do you need to fill holes in your starting lineup already? If you lost, um, Montgomery or if you lost, uh, Dalvin Cook today, then maybe you need to drop Spiller to pick up someone who's going to take one of those starting spots. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a really good point. And I'm just chatting with one of the, with one of our uh, viewers right here, Kyle's money. He's like, if you know, chip chasing fan wrote, wrote of his radio guy talking about, we we're just chatting about the rookie wide receivers. He brought up Chris Olave. It's almost like he's been looking at our show sheet because that's the guy we're discussing next. Mm-hmm. He got nine of his 13 targets for 147 yards and no scores in the Saints' week three loss to the Panthers. A player, I mean, like this will honestly come to no surprise, right? Like this is a this is a rookie wide receiver, just straight up, just straight up like housing air yards. Like air yards are just like he's just I don't know attracting deep deep balls. He's converting these. It, it was it, his the big game is gonna come, and then one day he's gonna also land all the touchdowns, and that's gonna be this massive freaking explosion. Like Olave yeah. is gonna have a fifty point week this season. I feel it. It seems like it. Yeah, I wrote about this last week. He is. Uh... 334 air yards he had last week were like the third most ever in a game since air yards have been tracked. Um, so uh, it's not that much of a surprise to see this kind of game coming. It'll be interesting to see how many air yards he had in this one. He did have the 13 targets, so it's probably going to be a lot. But um, yeah, with this kind of usage, uh, I would expect to see him have several more big games this season. So um, okay. And also shout out to Traquan Smith uh, for for putting up a, a reasonable game. I don't think he's on rosters anywhere, and he shouldn't be. But he did well. Good yeah. job. Um, I will say, I will say, like it's impressive. Jameis Winston's out here gutting this out. We know he's got fractures in his back. So I, I mean, the fact that you know, it's just a, it's just a reminder of what these guys put themselves through for our, for our entertainment. You know, like 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 here's Jameis like nursing several. I mean, injuries that would have me bedridden for the rest, like the rest of the year, and possibly longer. Just straight up going out there and, you know, chucking the ball incredibly, just deep and making, just I, I, I cannot commend him enough. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another rookie I did want to get your thoughts on is someone that I did draft a lot of, Sky Moore, who humbled the first punt of the game and then... Didn't see any more action in this game. Yeah. Uh, that that the was, Chief that ended up losing. Uh, is Sky more someone you can continue to hold? You kind of have to, but like Sky less if you ask me, man. Like, <laughs> no. like we're, 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 in, we're, in, we're in bad, bad shape right now uh, with Sky more. Like us slappies are just getting slapped, yes. um, which is, I, it's, it's expected. Uh, a little bit what's actually genuinely pathetic i think is their dependence on marquez valdez scantling mm-hmm. uh seven targets four catches for 48 yards this is not like he they kept force feeding him the damn ball and he kind of was useless um the running game is getting nothing going uh glide edwards hilaire had seven carries without looking it up there how many yards do you think he had uh rushing seven, yards 25 seven carries he had zero rushing yards on seven carries. <laughs> um, it's not like Isaiah Pacheco did much. Though, right? Sorry? He had a touchdown though, right? Yeah, he did. He did. Saved his day with a touchdown. And and uh, and, 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 and five catches for 39 okay. yards. But like, what is that though, right? Like, that's not like that's not what you were expecting where you were drafting. Like, maybe it's fine where you're yeah. drafting him. I don't know. But like for Sky Moore, where we were drafting him, he's unfortunately like a hold. I don't know what else you can do. Like at this point, like I think we got to give it one more week before we start thinking about wavering him away. Because once you get into the bye week, you cannot hold him anymore. Yeah, like he's not, he's not, he's not starting for us. Juju, like the fact that they so kind of off and on with him is is kind of tilting. But I want to get your thoughts here on Isaiah Pacheco. He had three carries for nine yards. Like when is it Rojo time? Is is my question, right? Like because you can tell that this like running like they, he's consistently a game day inactive. Mm-hmm. And I think that they actually are going to need a pure through the tackles guy. Yeah. I mean, after both Edwards Hilaire and Pacheco struggled running the ball, I think it's, it's definitely fair to ask why we're not seeing Rojo active. Um, yeah. It'll be kind of interesting to see the snap shares, I guess, is Pacheco playing on special teams? Is that something that Rojo doesn't do? That might be, that might be a thing. I mean, I'm sure they don't want to carry four running backs 
active active well it's- i mean they might yeah but i mean if if they've decided to give sky more some more time in incubation we could see him become a game day inactive right and then the second yep. more than it game day inactive you just gotta you gotta you gotta drop them yeah like i think i think i think that would mean like the sky more dream for 2022 is dead right oh don't say it i it's it's fine it happens mistakes mistakes happen to be made right like like i like i'll never I'll, like how could you fault anyone for chasing a player on a Patrick Mahomes at offense that was drafted that early? Right. Um, you can't, you can't because he's, he's made Marquez Valdez Cantling a thing, right? Like um, on the other side, uh, tight end Jelani Woods uh, got two of his three targets for 13 yards and two scores. Uh, thanks for nothing. Jelani Woods. <laughs> I mean, like, what are your thoughts on, 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 I guess just what are your thoughts on Woods? I mean, is this someone who you who who you're going out to grab? Like, like this is a disgusting tight end situation between him, Moali Cox, and Kylan Kylan Granson. It is pretty bad, but I think the fact that he caught those two touchdowns, those are gonna stick in coaches' minds. I think that it wouldn't be surprising to see him get more opportunity in this offense. Uh, in the near future and for that reason i do think he's probably worth worth adding if you are in need of a tight end yeah uh, yeah i i also think like i wanted to see did you see what isaiah likely did today he had like what uh, two targets one catch for eight yards yeah justice hill though <laughs> anyway I, don't, I, don't, I really don't want to talk much about the, the ravens uh, patriots game there's not like because because we're trying to talk like primarily about rookies um, Isaiah Likely was the only guy I was interested in. Did, did you yeah. see anything from Dobbins that you liked? I mean, him getting the ball, and yeah. he looked good. He made some. Uh, <laughs> he made a few nice catches that was that were uh, that were good. I don't think you can expect that to be a big part of his game going forward. But obviously, when you know his first week back, I don't think it's surprising that they kind of eased him in. The thing that was most encouraging is that I didn't see Kenyon Drake or Mike Davis touch the ball at all. I didn't even see them on the field. Um, although they might have been, but uh, I think um, getting those guys as you know <laughs> way less involved than they were is a good thing. Um, the one other note from this game is that it looked like Mac Jones left; he was limping off at the end with a knee injury. Yeah. Um, uh, although recent I... news on that was actually kind of positive in that he didn't seem to have damaged anything too too badly. His ankle, luckily, thankfully, was intact. It sounds like it might be a bad sprain. Okay. Um, he might be able to play through it, is is the belief. Um, he did lead uh, Devontae Parker today to a career high, man. Oh. Um, that's, that was impressive. Um, I do want to talk quick, briefly, about Jahan Dotson. Uh, so, Dotson's a thing, huh? <laughs> Dotson's like, definitely a thing. Eight targets today, only caught two for ten yards. But I'm just saying that he he's up there. Like him, Terry Mc, Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel are supremely up there when it comes down to target share. It's very condensed target tree. Yeah. Um, Dotson is a guy who shouldn't be on waivers. Yeah, he definitely shouldn't be on waivers. You would like obviously some more efficiency from this game. On the other hand, like the Eagles have been shutting down every quarterback they've played pretty much. So it's not that surprising that uh, we didn't see a big game from this passing offense. Um, it would be nice if the 
commanders decided they wanted to give Sam Howell a try, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they need to, man. They need I to. I think they need to. They will. Wentz, Wentz has just been this garbage time compiler. Like, like you, like the Eagles put up 24 in the second quarter, and then they took their foot off the gas. Like, they've yeah. been an absolute mauling. They should have. They should not be playing Carson Wentz anymore. Season is over. The season <laughs> is over. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I agree that Wentz is not the answer here, and Sam Howell might be, and you need to see what you've got. You, just, you, you need, to, need to see this, and you need to fail. If you're going to fail, you have to fail fast. Like, I don't Fail see fast and start the process again yeah, next year. That soon. Maybe if Wentz has a few more games like this. But. They just need to do it. It's, it's the same thing. So, like, and this is just to bring back the uh, uh, another rookie who we're, who've been who we've been waiting on is Skinny Pickett here for mm-hmm. for 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 the Steelers. I know it's not on our show sheet, but I just wanted to say that Trubisky, um, <laughs> he's been blaming everybody but himself for the troubles. Like it's been the same way since Chicago. Yeah. Uh, that said, like Trubisky's playing like how we expect Trubisky to play. Mm. which isn't very good. He hasn't really been using his legs either. So he doesn't have that much of like, he can't really extend plays and he isn't really playing within structure, right? Uh, can't really hit his receivers over the middle. At some point, you just have to start the guy you paid a first round pick for. I know a lot of the the, the quarterback pricing for some of these guys was deflated, this, you know, in, in the NFL draft, but you just have to start Sam Howell to see what you have because this, like Washington has a very talented receiver core, and they're only putting up garbage time stats and not competitive right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to see Pickett as well. I think um, it's probably the least uh, or the one we expected to see the earliest out of all the quarterbacks, obviously, since he was drafted the earliest. But um, yeah, Trubisky is clearly not not getting yeah. it done here. So I think we probably will see Pickett pretty soon. Yeah. I'm, regardless I'm hopeful. Of what the coach says. I'm hopeful. Um, but I do, I do want to talk about this one last last rookie here um the green bay packers is romeo dubs he got eight of eight targets for 73 yards and a score um uh, i will say uh the books today hung a hung a prop line for him at that opened at uh, 28 and a half um that was his receiving line this morning i don't think they're gonna ever hang, hang anything <laughs> short of 40 for him going forward yeah that was pretty this was a nice game and hopefully after this game, you see Rodgers looking his way a lot more. I mean, Dobbs probably is not quite the prospect Devontae Adams was. He wasn't drafted as early either, but, um, you know, he's someone who was super productive in college. Um, he has some athleticism. I think it would be it would be really interesting to see him as the wide receiver one in this offense. And looks like he's, he's making a case for that. So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm done with Alan Lazard, dude. Oh, for sure. He got, he got four of his six targets for 45 yards and a score. I really, like, I know a lot of people didn't like him as a prospect, but I just want to see the upside in Christian Watson. I'm kind of optimistic that that he's good, too. Yeah. Um, like, I think I think that he's good. Uh, was he, um, he was out for because of a hamstring injury, right? Not because... Not a, yeah. not a conscious decision. Um, yeah. Is he not like like the Packers' wide receiver core is is banged up? Um, yeah. I, I will say we got a couple of good questions in the chat here. One is uh, Blair, would you trade Jamar Chase for CMC straight up? No. Um, the guys' other re- receivers are Lamb, Waddle, Godwin, 
and uh, Wilson at wide receiver. He's got Barkley, Patterson, Hunt, Pierce at running back. I, I actually kind of agree with you. I think I'm much happier without CMC. I, I just don't think... Okay, so I'll be pretty blunt here. Like, I just don't think that CMC, who we saw years ago, is coming back. Yeah, like, I mean, even today, he had, like... 25 carries for 108 yards and only two catches for seven. Yeah, and only on four targets. That's yeah. the big thing. Even though he had a decent day on the ground in terms of yardage, the thing that made McCaffrey the running back one and that made him so good is that uh that he was getting those targets and that's just not happening in this offense for whatever reason yeah um until, we, a, see, until we see that i'm a little uh i'm I don't, but i don't think I, I i don't think we're gonna see that yeah like i think like like there were years like we saw lavisca chenault get two two targets shy smith get two targets something called giovanni ricci get two targets <laughs> right you saw this you saw three targets go to ian thomas and one go to tommy tremble like the year where we saw CMC get all those targets was was the year where DJ Moore got hurt. They had bad quarterbacks who just refused to push the ball downfield, and they just didn't care that much about running an exotic offense, right? I think I think, and they were very very concentrated on trying to get CMC the ball to get a thousand thousand record because they had nothing else going for their for their franchise at that point. Yeah, I don't think that C, that CMC is not coming back. He is, he's just not like, he might be running routes, but at this point, like I will, I will hand it to the team for re- recognizing that, you know, in order to like up your EP, they are throwing the ball down the field. And as Kyle's money mentions, like Baker looks bad. Yeah. He looks bad. He looks, he looks That's terrible. True. Baker like, does look bad, but it's not like McCaffrey hasn't thrived with bad quarterbacks before. Yeah. I think it's true that Baker is bad, but it's also true that this yeah. is a really poorly coached team. I'm just yeah, but I mean, but I mean, like when because Baker's like target share is what cut in half now, like probably well, more than half. Baker only threw 25 passes today, so yeah. he's like that's what 18 percent, 17 percent. That's actually a good target share for a running back, but but yeah. he's catching like half of them. Right. I mean, it's like, the Overall play volume, it's the fact that Baker is not that great. Um, it's yeah. just a bad situation. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, and there's another good question in the chat, which is, should I start Judy or Jeff Wilson in PPR? Uh, he's up 12 and has, and he uh, going up against Javante Williams and Sutton. In this case, I'm actually going to lean towards, um, and he's up by 12. I'm going to lean towards Jeff Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think being, being, being a 12-point favorite, there's... No one behind Jeff Wilson on that running back chart. Like, uh, I think it's uh, what's uh, he's an undrafted free agent. I can't remember his name. Mason. Yeah, Mason. Um, this is a team that wants to run. It does want to run with Jimmy G under center. Trey Lance isn't going to be stealing those those running opportunities. I think you just go play for floor, and then if you lose to Javante plus Sutton, you lose to Javante plus Sutton. Judy's coming off an injury. I fully like. I think this is a game flow situation where I think they're going to play Judy, but he's going to be more of like a uh, a decoy, if you will, because he's coming off. Because I don't think they're going to really need to press as much. What do you think, Blair? I mean, I think that's right. I guess the one thing is if you, unless you think Wilson can put up enough to keep up with Williams and Sutton plus 12, you could start Judy and get that negative correlation so that if Sutton has a bad game, Judy probably has a good one. Um, that's the only thing, but that's close. I mean, Wilson prob- Wilson feels a little bit safer just because we know they like to run the ball. We yeah. know they like to go to Wilson, especially near the goal line. 
tough call though. Yeah. I mean, best of luck to you though. I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that you pull out the win. Um, that said, all right. So this was unfortunately a little bit of a quicker show. Uh, mm-hmm. There's two games left, Dallas, New York, and uh, we've got um, uh, San Francisco, Denver. Uh, Blair, what are you looking forward to? What do you want to see? And what do you think uh, everybody should pay attention to uh, going into next week? Well, um, my apologies to McSweet, but I do want to see Javante Williams have a big game. He's on a lot of my rosters, and it would help me a lot. But uh, And obviously, seeing Saquon uh, hopefully – get back to his week one form would be big. Um, that's uh, that's something that, uh, you know, would be, has been sort of, or started to be a revelation this this season, seeing him look like the the Saquon of old. And I'm, I'm excited to, to see more of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm, I, I guess for me, I personally want to see Sutton take a step. Like, unfortunately, I would like to see Sutton do something. I'm actually interested to see what, who this guy they brought in uh for the broncos like will like hack it like really really help hack it not make <laughs> painfully obviously bad rookie mistakes um i'm i think for to for tomorrow's giants for the giants as cowboys game i am i'm just happy and thankful the football is on i think i'm hoping just to see like <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm i'm hoping cd lamb can go off i like noah brown um the guy who I'm going to really honestly be tracking, I think, next week, and this is the only guy we didn't talk uh, talk about on, on the show sheet, was James Cook. He only had one rushing attempt today, but got four or five targets for 37 yards. Um, I wonder if he's going to actually build upon this, right? Like, could we see the Bills eventually be moving away from this three-headed monster they've constructed at running back? Um, and they kind of did it today, with James Cook seemingly overtaking Zach Moss in the receiving game. Yeah. So I wonder how long it is until he like, totally takes over the Zach Moss role, including the carries. Yeah, I mean, Moss did have more carries than him. This was another weird game because Singletary had 11 targets. And yeah. looked like, I mean, he looked really good. And, uh, uh, you know, I kind of still think Singletary might be the best running back in this backfield. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's it's interesting, and it would be it would be good to see Cook get more involved as a receiver. I think, although unless, well, I don't know. I ha- the guy I own most is Singletary, so I just want him to get all the work. Yeah, I've rostered Singletary the most as well, but I've got a like I've got I've got Cook on a bunch of dynasty teams that were very running back needy, and I'll be pretty honest, they're still very running back needy. <laughs> so so I'd like a little bit of clarity there. Um, uh, and one note that's worth, uh, you know, because it's kind of close to our hearts at Rotoviz, Diggs did leave this game early, although I'm not sure. It wasn't clear there was an injury or just cramping or something. Have you heard any more of that? I have not, but I'm going to keep my eyes open. It could possibly be cramping because there were some Bills players who did suffer like heat issues today and cramps. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely one to monitor. Obviously, Diggs was having a, an amazing season. Um, so we hope that uh, he's good to go next week. Um, and yeah, with that, I think uh, we'll wrap it up. If you're, uh, Is there anything else we need to touch on? No, I think we're absolutely good. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, well, remember to rate and review the podcast channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And, and uh, yeah, we'll talk at you next time. Thank you.